You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9 a.m., you can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, where we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have David Leo joining us from Devonport. Welcome, David. Thank you, Tabitha. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome back to our live programs. Um, this is our first live program, David, and uh, it's exciting to be back. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been over a month, a couple of weeks, I believe, and uh, it's nice to actually have that um, interaction with our listeners. Mm. Um, David, how did you spend your holidays? What did you get up to? We went to a place... Um, down just past Huonville, it's called Lonavale. Yeah, and we we camped there. We uh, first time, first time we hired a caravan. Um, it's a spot that I really like going to, but it's kind of it's kind of uh, off the grid, you know. And uh, uh, my wife, the, the, you know, wasn't too keen on a on a tent for for a week, so <clears throat> hired a caravan. Yeah, first time I pulled a caravan, so that that was fun. Um, but we uh, we went down to Lonavale, camped out there for. For um, for about a week, and we was next to a river under the stars. The weather was warm; mm. it was awesome. Yeah, and uh, we also went to a place that we've never been to here in Tasmania. It's called Strawn. Oh yeah, okay. It's 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 about S T R A H A N, and I thought it was Strahan when I first saw it, but people it's, call it Strawn, so I just roll with it. Oh. Um, <laughs> Is that in but, the west side part of Tasmania? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've the west coast. To go, yeah. Yeah, the drive out there is amazing. You're just driving through all this bush, and you just like, man, okay, this is just the forest, foresty end of uh, Tasmania, and then this town pops out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, okay, and it's a real beautiful place. So uh, mm. we got to do some kayaking out there, and some riding our bikes out there, and just spending time together as a family. And yeah, it was a really nice time. I got to learn a few things about my kids that I might have missed over the year. That. <laughs> <laughs> few, few changes yeah. few changes there yeah sometimes so really, when you're too busy you don't <clears throat> realize what's happening around you but when you're in a more relaxed um environment then you get to be more observant and um yeah notice yeah and, and we're spending all day together you know like yeah. i was like oh yeah because my one of my kids my youngest he's turned eight yeah and so he's um you know he's he's come just jumped his character's changed quite a bit from what I realized before. I was like, whoa, okay, he's learning, you know, putting things together and, you know, then my oldest is 14 and uh, my, my daughter, she's turning 11 in a couple of weeks and so there's been some some huge changes going on without me actually realizing, you know. <laughs> yeah, your wow. kids are growing, okay. David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, but we got to do activities together and, you know, sit down and chat. You know, we, we had a fire going down at Lonavale, so we got to sit down and talk and just hearing the things coming out their mouth. I'm like, why? You, you know how to think like that now? <laughs> you are. Know? Mm. <laughs> uh, wow, it's just amazing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed the holiday. So we came back mm-hmm. about, um, I had on my last week of holidays, um, both my wife and I decided, you know, let's, let's have a week to warm down, wind down and everything. So mm-hmm. we came back to wind down and on the Friday, my oldest that was feeling sick, and on Sunday he tested before you know they meant to test before they could all go back to school, and he tested positive to COVID. So oh, no. we've been in quarantine for the last week, and today we've all tested again. So today we can 
we're all out of quarantine now, so praise the Lord. Um, Amen. Just yeah. on time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you're feeling like I can get back into it now, but mm. a week of quarantine, I can't believe people did quarantine 14 days before. Oh, that's a, that would have crushed me. Mm. But, uh, yeah. It's the worst yeah. scare. Yeah. Um, David, I believe you'll be continuing with your series, Encounters with Jesus. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, yes, I'm still going to call it Encounters with Jesus. Yeah. That's right. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Yeah, well, I was just going to ask you what you would like to share with us today. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. So, um, last, for, for any, for any of our old time listeners, for those that, that have been there since with us, was it last May we started? Yeah, I think it was last May. Yeah, it was. So, anyone that's been here since, yeah, I was looking at Encounters with Jesus and I was looking at personal people people that actually came in touch with Jesus what happened to them you know we looked at people that were healed people that were um that were uh, preached to uh the, we looked at the pharisees that challenged Jesus so what happened to these people when they personally came into the uh you know the the space of of Jesus and now um from here on probably for the next 6 months I'm going to look at uh, the parables of Jesus so now we're looking at his words how do the words of Jesus and his teachings uh, encounter encounter us so there may be some overlap you know because we got to look at some people that encountered jesus and sometimes jesus told a parable to teach them and so one of them is today we've actually looked at this challenge before in uh last last year um and we're looking at matthew 9 Mm -hmm. um verses we're looking at 16 to 18 Mm -hmm. uh but i might i might we might start at verse 14 and go through the whole thing and basically uh the title of today's talk is called respect the old school Mm. and uh it's one of the first parables that wow if we look at it chronologically it's one of the first i think it is the first parable that's recorded Mm -hmm. that jesus teaches so this kind of opens up an idea of where jesus is going when he starts telling parables and um today's one is about it seems to set the tone of what he's bringing, who he is, and what he's coming with. Mm-hmm. But quite often, when we look at Jesus' parables, he starts with the kingdom of heaven is like, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like. And so it's it, the massive teaching is to for us to understand mm-hmm. what the kingdom of heaven is like, you know, what the, what the kingdom of God is like, so we can start living it now, you know, like so people, when people hear it. So um, that's what we're going to look at today, how Jesus tells these. It's like, it's like three parables in a row, and what it means, what what uh, what it explains. But mm. and, and and what's happening here is there's a challenge of tradition versus new teachings. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's always that there's always that challenge there. And I was going to ask, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my um, you know, like your background is Kenyan, my mm-hmm. background is Samoan, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure you have the same challenges as I do in trying to balance. You know the old ways of doing things. As far as my parents are concerned, you know, mm-hmm. and I and I, I, I want to respect what my parents and my community and you know all of all of that does, mm-hmm. and um, in trying to live in the Western world as well. Like there, there are some things that are very different. You know, like um, as a as a kid growing up in <clears throat> in New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, my parents. You know, if, if we we we'll, we'll get uh, told off at home, you know. If, if, if you're getting a scolding, mm-hmm. you're not meant to look your parents in the eyes because that's that's like challenging them. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing they and then when when I go to school and I'm being scolded by the teacher at school and I'm looking on the floor, they say, "David, look at me when I'm talking to you." Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what? Like, why? Why do you want me to look at you? That's not 
you know that's not good you know mm. and so to, to learn that one one of one of the other things as they said uh, in the Samoan teaching is that um, when you're eating you got to f- sit down sit down and eat to stand up and walk around and eat is rude mm. you know and sometimes at school when we're doing something they'll say okay we're just going to um, stand here and blah 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 and you have your lunch because we're going to have to hurry off to the next activity and in my heart, I'm thinking, oh, this is not right, you know, because of, you know, see, you've got these challenges where you're trying to hold on to these, these teachings and these values. Mm. But, uh, you know, like it's, it's kind of, oh, how do you balance them? You know, do I, do I go with what I'm learning at school or do I stick with my family values? So as a kid, I had to learn how to juggle these things and how to realize, okay, I do this here and I do this there. And now that I'm older, you know, one of the things that I've learned, there's something that, uh, that every psalm, any psalm was listening to this now, they know that when there's something happening in the family, whether it's a, a wedding, a funeral, a 21st birthday, or whatever, something special that's happening, mm-hmm. we all got to chip in some money to help out. Mm. Right? And this is, this is an old teaching. This is how it's always been in the past. When, when something's happening in the mm-hmm. village, everybody chips in to help out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm starting to realize that we're, we're stuff from things in my, in my, uh, my upbringing overlaps or, Merges with Christian teachings. Hmm. I'm happy to roll with it, you know. And I'm, I've, start, I've started to learn that this is one of them. Yeah. We help, we we help people out when they're in a sticky situation, and uh, you know it's reciprocal. And you find that in the Book of Acts, you know, like Christians, they, they were doing that back in those days. So, hmm. and I wonder, do, do, do can you identify what I'm what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, I believe your culture is a kind of similar to Kenyan culture, and um. Right. Yeah, for instance, like Kenya is made up of um, several ethnic communities and um, each community has its unique culture. But um, we have some um, common cultures like uh, respect for elders and uh, being hospitable. Like Kenya is Mm -hmm. known for its hospitality. Like the people of Kenya are very hospitable. Like um, when you have someone visiting you, when you have a guest, you're expected. Like it's just very, it's common, it's normal for you to offer them something to eat, just depending what time of the day they visit you. It will be considered rude or you'll be considered like... Um, That's right. Yeah, if you if you have a guest and you don't offer the, them anything to eat. And um, you're expected to respect your elders. Like, um, as long as someone is older than you, you don't challenge them, just as you were saying, like, you know, challenging your parents or whatever. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's true. So, so we're looking at similar things like that, you know, in the, in the Jewish culture, mm. they, they have, um, you know, they have all these practices. Uh, we'll, we'll read it in the next segment, but uh, one of the things they did was fasting. Mm. You know, the Pharisees had introduced this, this practice of fasting and it gets challenged. And then Jesus counters mm-hmm. with offering a, uh, these parables that he tells. And so we're going to look at that next. Okay, we're going to go for a break soon. But uh, before that, I just want to remind our listeners that um, you can catch up on um, other episodes that we recorded last year from the Faith FM app or the the Faith FM website, which is faithfm.com.au. And also um, our show number is 0488-880891. Feel free to text us any questions, any feedback you may have or any um, comments and we'll be able to share them or um, respond to them. We have a listener question. Um, what are some of the old traditions that you still find valuable? Um, I don't know. 
you know, mm. for older generations, I think things have changed a lot. And, um, you know, there's some of the traditions that are not observed, but, um, you can share with us some of the traditions that you still find valu- valuable, um, to a show number on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, this first song is Ancient Words by Michael Smith. Mm. world. 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazi Encounters and uh, welcome back. And um, just before we went for a break, we talked, um, David, you were talking about some of, you shared some of Samoan traditions and I shared a bit of the um, Kenyan traditions and uh, they seemed a bit similar. And uh, we asked our listeners to share some of the old traditions that um, they still value. Mm. Um, we still encourage our listeners to text us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, so what would you like to talk about in this section, David? Well, I think with a listener question, I'd mm-hmm. love to ask as well uh, if they have any personal traditions or rituals that their family has done that they continue. You know, like that, that'd be uh, that'd be something that'd be interesting to hear as well. Um, mm. <clears throat> you know, it's funny. It's funny in our family worship. Growing up in my family, mm-hmm. there was this thing that they did. You know, they, um, uh, mum and dad, every time we go to have prayer, like we'll have, we'll have songs, we'll read the Bible. Um, dad and mum would share a story or something. We'll get my brother and me to share something. And when we go to prayer, to prayer was usually the thing that finished off our, our worship service in the family. Mm-hmm. When we would go to pray, um, mum and dad would always ask to my brother or myself to turn the light off. So we'll we'll turn the light off before we do prayer, and then now that I've got my own family, I'm doing the same thing. And I remember when I was uh, in Hobart, one of the um, church members came to have worship with us. She was at our place, so I said, "Hey, look, we're about to have worship. Uh, you know, might as well join us." And she asked a question afterwards. She says, "Oh, why do you switch the light off?" Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I had to yeah. think. I had to think, and I was like, "Oh, did I?" Did I did I ever ask mum and dad why we turned the light off? Yeah. You know, and, and, and I had, I had asked, um, and I remembered, yes, I remember I asked mum and dad this question. I asked them, mm-hmm. why do we switch the light off? And dad explained to me that, um, mm-hmm. a pastor that had taught, that, that did Bible studies with them said that in prayer, you want to stay focused. You know, like you, that's why we close our eyes and, you know, that's why we do these type, um, these type of things. So mm-hmm. my dad interpreted that to say, you know, when we pray, Turn the light off so we stay focused, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's just carried on without even, you know, not, with not much challenges. Like my my kids uh, have never asked me, mm. "Why do you switch the light off?" I mean, when this woman asked me, "Why do you switch the light off?" All my kids looked at me like, "Hey, yeah, huh? why do you switch the light?" Off? <laughs> you know, Good you know, I mean, yeah. And my oldest was like, "Are we the only ones that do this?" And I was like, "No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm you- not sure whether." <laughs> Yeah, you know, we, we have a similar, my family has a similar tradition of, um, like, I'm reading a scripture and praying before going to bed. And I, sometimes it happens when we are praying, like, um, we lose, we lose power and you feel difference, like the lights go out and, um, you feel the difference. More like, focused. Yeah, you can, um, oh. actually detail, like, um, the lights are out. And when they come back, you you can actually tell. Wow! So. Even with your eyes, well, so maybe my dad was onto something. So, yeah. but uh, we're, we're going to read from uh, Matthew nine, and we're going to look at these type of things, the type of traditions that we're we're talking about. Mm. And so we're going to read Matthew nine verse fourteen to uh, sixteen. Yeah. Um, and um, I'll, I'll start with a prayer. Okay. Father in heaven, as we look at this passage, as we look look, look and listen to these teachings that you've given to us. Father, I pray that we can be challenged in our own hearts and minds and that we will be uh, willing to receive the teaching that you want to give to us and to respond by the way we live our lives. And so we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you mind reading that for us, please, Tabitha? 
No, I can't do that. And um, the title is Jesus questioned about fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, then John's disciples came and asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he's, he's with them? The time will come when the bridegroom groom will be taken from them, then they will fast. No one sows, um, do you want me to read 16 as well? Yes, please. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Okay, I'll read the next two. So I read verse 17 and oh, verse 17. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. Mm-hmm. If they do, the skin will burst. Mm-hmm. The wine will run out and the uh, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Mm-hmm. Now, before we... Before we break down, you can see there that he's used three examples. He's used a wedding example. Mm-hmm. He's used clothing, mm-hmm. and he's used wine the the wine skins or the wine what we'd probably call a, a bottle or which was made out of you know animal skin. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's used three things to address the question where John's disciples basically asked Jesus, Jesus, why is it that uh, the Pharisees and also us we fast often mm-hmm. but uh, your disciples don't and he uses these three things to, to respond I want, I want to look at the um, I want to look at the context of you know what happened for this question to be asked and if uh, I'm not going to read the whole chapter but what happens here is mm-hmm. uh, just just at verse 9 uh, Jesus calls Matthew Matthew and Matthew is a tax collector you know and tax collectors are frowned upon because in where they lived you know Matthew's a Jew and he's collecting taxes on behalf of the Romans mm-hmm. so you know it was like you're one of us but you work for them you know so tax collectors were looked at oh, you, you guys are sellouts and not only that they saw them as thieves because you know perhaps the Romans said you know we're going to make it 10% and then the tax collector will say 13% mm. <laughs> keep some money keep some money for himself mm. and so he comes and he not only calls Matthew to be one of the disciples but he ends up eating with them mm. and so he's eating with tax collectors and sinners in front of him right mm. and people are looking and going because you, you you and I know that if you if you sit down with somebody mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're having a meal you know, quite often people have dates over a meal, right? Mm. When you're having a meal with people around your table, it's a friendly atmosphere. You don't invite someone to argue at a at a dinner table. You know, you don't invite somebody to do, um, you know, to 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 have these uncomfortable talks over a dinner table. It's usually seen as a fellowship thing. Mm. You know, that people are sharing, sharing, having a having a good time. And there was somebody that. Uh, uh, one of the Pharisees asked the disciples and said, uh, "You know, why is it? Uh, why does your teacher, Jesus, why does he have dinner or have have a meal with the tax collectors and sinners? Why does he celebrate with the these sinners?" It's found in verse twelve, and Jesus responds and says, "It's not the healthy that needs a doctor, but the sick that need a, doc- a doctor." Mm-hmm. All right, and and then it goes down. Then after that. Oh, actually, I need to refer to this. He says in verse 12, mm-hmm. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mm. He's quoting from the book of Hosea, chapter 6, verse 6. Mm. Now, 
if you've been listening a while, and if you're a new listener, this this is something I really want you to to understand when when you come across the Bible. Every time somebody quotes from in the the New Testament something from the old prophets, it's important that we go back and have a look at what does it say. So if he's if he's quoting Hosea six verse six, look at the whole chapter of Hosea six. And go, oh, what's going on here? You know, and, and you'll get a better idea. So he's saying, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I desire you to be merciful. I desire you to be, to treat others with mercy rather than sacrifice. And then the story of fasting comes in. Hmm. And, um, when it came to fasting, you know, the, the Pharisees, they had, uh, developed, well, it's been said, you know, just in, in like, uh, urban myth ways that the Pharisees, were understood to fast at least twice a week mm-hmm. on the second and the fifth day of the week, which is a Tuesday and a and a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And this was just voluntarily. They did this, you know, you didn't have to, wasn't obligated to do so. Like in the Day of Atonement, everybody was obligated to fast. But the Pharisees had, had found, you know, let's just let's just do this. And it got to a point where they did it voluntarily mm-hmm. that if you weren't doing it, you were seen to be a sinner. Mm. Do you, do you see the difference? Yeah. You know, it's like you've mm. developed this tradition and because you don't do it anymore, it's like, oh, it's wrong. But, but it's like, it's, it's voluntary though. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, this happens, this happens heaps in the workplace. Mm. You know, if, if you're in, in the workplace and probably somebody can relate to this, one of the worst things that happen in the workplace is when people leave their dishes dirty at the, at the, uh, kitchen, you know, at the sink. You know, yeah. it's like, man, wash up after yourself. You know, people mm. put posters up, wash up after yourself, blah, blah, blah. If you end up being the person that washes the dishes all the time, right, and then you stop washing the dishes, suddenly everyone's upset. Mm. But you did it voluntarily. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you did it voluntarily. So why, why, you, why you said I, I did it voluntarily? I, I did stop. So this is what this is the culture or the tradition that was bred into this in, into the uh, into the Jewish understanding. And then it was like, hey, how come you guys don't fast like us? Mm. You know, and then Jesus answers with this. So we'll, we'll break this down in the next segment. Yeah. Mm. And um, we have a free book offer, which is um, called The Book of Matthew by Andy Nash. And uh, we'll give you more information later on um, about our free offer. And uh, also to remind our listeners of our listener question, um, text us some of the traditions that you still val- value. They could be... Um, Community traditions, they could or be personal. family traditions, yeah. they could be personal, just any tradition that you still value or you still observe or you no longer observe but you wish you had carried on with them. Um, text us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, this next song is The Seeker by The Lower Lights. I am seeker, you are keeper, you are leader. You show me the way Keeper 
That's The Seeker by The Lower Lights. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo. And uh, David is talking about um, respect, um, respecting the old school. Um, he's talking about some of the traditions and um, how some people lose the meaning of the traditions, David. I think that is um, the sense that I'm sort of getting. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. You're, 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 that, that's correct. And yeah. uh, I really do, I really do recommend that... Uh, this book offer, uh, go for it. Go try and get a hold of it because uh, as we go through the parables, and I'll be going through a lot of the parables through the Matthew, um, the book of Matthew, not not exclusively, but looking at book of Matthew, and it'll give you more of a context, uh, more of a you know eye opening thing if you uh, get the book. But um, yeah, the, the the question is asked about the fasting. John's disciples ask, "Why don't you guys fast like the Pharisees and us do?" You know, what's going on there? Now, to understand fasting, fasting is something where quite often it's associated with um, you know, doing without food and sometimes water as well. And so the, the Jews, they had a whole heap of ways of fasting. Sometimes they just eat vegetables and drink water for a period of time. Sometimes they cut out food and water altogether. Um, sometimes they stop themselves from you know, doing certain things that they, they usually do. And in this particular case, um, anytime, in any time that you do fasting, when you find it in the Old Testament, it's a time where they're seeking God's guidance. Mm. It's a time when they're mourning. It's a time when they're, um, you know, it's a time where they, for example, in the book of Esther, mm-hmm. she tells her uncle, you know, tell everyone to fast and seek God's face, you know, and so they stop eating to ask God for guidance because they realize that they need to be repentant, mm. you know, and they want to, and, and, and this all makes sense, you know, in a really logical way. Um, let's say, for example, <clears throat> right now, a big thing is a lot of people are really addicted to their phones, right? Mm-hmm. And I know there's some young people, I know some young people have, you know, done a fast where they're like, I'm going to go a whole month without, without my phone. 
you know, and, and, and what they're doing is they're trying to get refocused their lives because they realize with this addiction, they don't know, they don't know how to navigate themselves because they don't know who they are because they, they're with this thing all the time. Mm. And some of the things they come back with is, you know, I've realized I've been able to prioritize again and do things right. And so fasting has that type of effect. Fasting has an effect where you don't rely on things that you usually rely on out of, uh, you know, we've got privileges and luxuries that a lot of people don't have. And we lean only on God and say, God, right now I'm going to lean on you as the only provider of all my needs. You know, that everything I need is, I need to focus right now that you're the one that provides it. So when we're seeking guidance, when we're seeking to reset our lives, when we're seeking to turn life around. So it's a time of, of, uh, give uh, a time of, um, it's not a time of celebration. Mm. And so the first example that Jesus uses Mm -hmm. is to address this. He says, how can the guests of the bridegroom, this is verse 15, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn? While he is with them. So in those days, could you imagine, even in our days, imagine doing this, right? You're, you're about to get married. And, uh, I want to give, you know, I want to give a shout out to, uh, Andrew and Taylor. They just got married last Wednesday. Get this. this Tabitha. Mm. I was meant to do their wedding and I couldn't do it because I was quarantined. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, that, mm. I still feel, I feel still, still feel bad about that. But congratulations to them. You know, our prayers are still with you. We want to, we want to support your marriage. But could you imagine if Andrew mm-hmm. went to his wedding mm-hmm. last week and he decided to make that a day of fasting? Oh, well, that would be strange in the first place. Yeah. And I, I don't think his guests would like that. Oh, absolutely not. It'll be disrespectful. Yeah. You know, like at a wedding, when you have the reception, mm. we're meant to have a meal and celebrate together. You it's know, like plenty. that's how it's meant to be. Mm. Yeah. And Jesus is saying to them, he's, he's talking in code language. He says, why would, why would my groom, uh, my, my groomsmen, why would they want me to, why would they fast while I'm here, while the groom is here? You know, why would they do that? Mm. And he basically, he's basically saying the Messiah is here right now. They need to, and there's something interesting going on here. He's saying, I want them to spend time in socializing. I want them to understand what it means to be around people. This just emphasizes something that I said last, um, last year as well. And I still believe it to this day. The thing that God's teaching about his kingdom is the, 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 the most important thing that we can, we can, uh, work on is our relationship and our connection with God. In our relationship and connection with others, this is this is the prime prime teaching that God that God brings us, mm-hmm. and He's saying, you know, right now I want my disciples to enjoy my presence. I want my followers to know how good it was to have Jesus Christ around. Mm. And then He says, uh, the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Mm. Then they will fast. You know, once Jesus is gone out of their midst, then they're going to know, man, we missed having Jesus around. Mm. You know, but we now know, and this is a, this is a huge teaching for each and every every one of us. Those of us that choose to follow Jesus Christ, there is this balance that we must uphold, where we have the joy, uh, uh, we have the joy of fellowship, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we we mourn that Jesus isn't here right now. Mm. But we have the joy that he is indeed coming because yeah. he made that promise. Mm. Right. So that's the first, that's the first parable. That's the first example he says. If, if, if this is, if, if they're fasting, how are they going to enjoy having me around? Right. That's mm. the, that's the first thing. <laughs> that, that makes sense. That makes sense to me too. Uh, Tabitha, could you, could you imagine fasting in heaven? 
No, I actually not. What, what about fasting in the new earth? Ah, uh, no. I believe no. that, um, you know, I think some of the things, you know, that I know we won't be happening in heaven is like um, fasting and, you know, such... I mean, fasting this, is not fun. <laughs> Let's, and, and, and the reason why we wouldn't do it is because the bridegroom is present. Yeah. Jesus is with us. Hmm. We are with Jesus. You know, it's like, oh, okay, you know, do we need, do we need to, to mourn right now? Do we need guidance? Do we need, so there's, there's a, there's a, there's a deep seated teaching that Jesus is trying to teach us here. But he jumps to another one and he says, no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. And this is, this is an interesting thing. I don't know about you, uh, Tabitha, but me growing up, um, we didn't have that much money, but, Sometimes with my pants, I'd have holes in my pants, especially on the knees. Mm. And now that I've got my own kids, I know where it's the knees, you know, like my, my daughter, she loves like, doing cartwheels and flips and bridges and all these type of things. And nearly every pair of pants that she has, mm. there's holes in her knees. Mm. All right. But there's something my wife and I don't do that we, that used to happen to me. My mum would just sew a patch on top of it. Mm. And it would make it thing. look worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looked weird, you know, but... Mm. But, you know, mum and dad weren't about to waste more money because I was going to put holes in the knees of the new trousers. But anyway, Jesus is saying that the old cloth, when we were wearing clothes and we wash it many times, our clothes get used to the stretching and how it, you know, how it works. And you imagine putting a patch on a hole on an old piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. What happens is that new piece of clothing, as it shrinks, mm-hmm. It pulls away from the old cloth that, that's already had time. Mm. It's been seasoned to handle the stretching and to handle the weather and to handle the way the, the body moves of the person that wears that cloth. But the new, the new patch doesn't have that experience, right? <laughs> and so when it shrinks, not only does it not cover the hole anymore, but it tears away at the old clothing, mm. right? So there's a, so it's Jesus saying, don't try and put new things on an old, old thing that's been seasoned. Mm-hmm. And then he jumps to the third one with the wineskins. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the wineskins. The animal wineskins, it expands and contracts, um, as, as, uh, the wine's put in. And over, over a long time, the skin stretches, right? And every time you put new wine into something, mm-hmm. it expands. You know, it expands the air because it needs to, you know, the way the the chemicals react in there, mm-hmm. and if you if you do that to old wine skin, it's going to burst because it's been it's been stretched to its capacity. Mm-hmm. But when you put put new wines new wine in a new wine skin, it expands and breathes and is able to work with the new wine that's put in there. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is making this teaching. Remember, he quoted from Hosea six verse six. Remember, so he's he's mm-hmm. respecting the old school. He's saying. I didn't come to change anything. In fact, in Matthew 5, verse 17 to 20, he says, I never came to abolish the law. Mm. I came to fulfill it. Yeah. Mm. So Jesus is saying, I'm not saying fasting is bad. No, fasting has been worn and it's been done and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's correct and it's been well, well seasoned. Mm. But when I'm gone and you do the fasting, mm. <clears throat> I want you to understand what fasting means in the context of the Messiah coming to die on your behalf mm-hmm. and resurrecting from the grave and that there's promises that he's made that he's coming again. Mm. So when you fast, 
remember to put that in your understanding. So you're not going to fast like you did from the old times. You're going to fast in a new way. Mm. And that's what Jesus is saying. Mm. Um, so the uh, book of uh, is um, the book of Matthew, and uh, this is book is by Andy Nash. And this interesting book of Matthew explores the life of Jesus as he walked and worked with twelve ordinary men, and these men were low men uh, who were given. But then Jesus gave them the highest privilege in the world, which was the gospel ministry of Jesus Christ. And still, Jesus seeks those who would be co-laborers with him, men and women who will learn of him and become like him in mind and character. Um, we'll give you the code to claim this book after the break. Um, but for now, let's listen to this song. I want to be like my Lord, walk like Jesus. There was a man, they called him Jesus, walked the shores of Galilee. Healed the sick and calmed the waters, made the blind eye to see. Raised the dead and cleansed the leper. The power to set men free, but best of all, he went to Calvary, bled and died for you and me. I want to walk, walk like Jesus, I want to talk, talk like Jesus, I want to be, I want to be just, like my Lord. just like my Lord. I want to help my neighbor, my fellow man. Or him later. I want to spread, I want my life so to spread his word. I want to sing, I want to shout, to heal the world, I want to tell, I want to tell the world about his love, I want to walk, walk like Jesus, I want to talk, talk like Jesus, I want to be, I want to be just like my Lord, I wish that I could have been with him. When he stepped out on the sea And heard him say to Simon Peter Come my son and follow me Well soon the dawn will break around us And his face we shall behold Oh what a time we'll have together Shouting down the streets of gold I want to walk Jesus. I want to talk, talk like Jesus. I want to be, I want to be just like my Lord. Just like my Lord. I want to help, help my neighbor, my fellow man. I want to spread, I want my love word. to spread His word. I want to sing, I want to, sing. I want to shout, to heal the world. I want to tell, I want to tell the world about His love. I want to walk, walk like Jesus. I want to talk, talk like Jesus. I want to be, I want to be just like my Lord, walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, I want to be just like my Lord, I want to help my neighbor, I want my life to spread his word, I want to sing, to heal the world, I want to tell the world about his love, I want to walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, I want to be just like my Lord, I want to walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, I want to be, I want to be just like my Lord. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 
that was um I want to be like um Jesus and uh I want to be like my Lord and that's by the Emmanuel Quartet. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM with um David Leo and uh David has been talking about um respecting the old school and um before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to claim our free offer for today, which is the book of Matthew by Andy Nash. And um, the code is Encounter One, text Encounter One, no space in between, Encounter One to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, And I will be able to send the book to you. We only have limited copies. We just have five copies. So we'll give them to the first five people to text in. Um. David, you've uh, been talking about uh, the parable, I mean, um, about the Pharisees questioning why Jesus' disciples were not um, fasting and how Jesus responded to that question um, by giving a parable of the old, um, the old, um, sewing an old new part, new patch on an old garment and um, putting old wineskin. Wine, um, new wine in new an wine old wineskins. Right, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And you are just trying to explain um, what that meant. And um, you said it's all about trying to, learning to blend um, the traditions, old traditions with the new ones without forcing, <laughs> forcing them in or something like that. Because they end up losing their meaning anyway. And uh, we are in the final section of uh, this uh, today's program. Um, so how would you like to wrap up the program? Well, yeah, we, we um, left off saying that, um, you know, it wasn't actually the Pharisees are the ones, they asked the question, why do, do your te- does your teacher mix with the sinners? But it was actually John's disciples that asked the question, uh, why don't you guys fast like the Pharisees and us? All right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so we've got two groups, we've got two groups questioning that. So John's dis- disciples asking a genuine question. But <clears throat> the challenge for us is this. You know, whether it's anything in your lives, you know, like uh, one one of the things that um, I still remember as a little kid when I was twelve years old, <clears throat> I'd read I'd read this um, I read this the Reader's Digest. I think it was at a doctor's office or something. While somebody went to the the doctors, and I was I know I was eleven. My mum and dad says I was eleven, and you said you said uh, you, you might appreciate this. Um, Tabitha, because you said the Kenyan culture is quite the, you know, quite similar to us when it comes to respecting your elders, mm-hmm. and we're doing a we're doing a, a Pathfinder program, and I was in the Pathfinders, and Pathfinders is like a kids club at, at, at church, and I was part of that group, and um, we had no rehearsals or anything like that, and um, the my teacher asked me the question: if there's something that you'd like to, if, if you could give, um, you know, if you if you could give advice to parents, what would it be? And my mind went immediately to this thing I read in Reader's, Reader's Digest. <laughs> and I said, you know, one of the things that I, I find really upsetting, and I know that other kids are the same because we've talked about it, you know, amongst ourselves, is our parents, off, um, they, they sometimes compare us to other kids when they are telling us off mm-hmm. and say that you, you got to be like, you know, look at, look at John and, John and Jimmy, you know, they, 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 their mum and dad doesn't have to tell them when to mow the lawns, just do it on their own thing. You know, look at, look at Casey, you know, she's, she's doing really well in maths and you're not doing too good. And I said, you know, it really hurts us. Like, it does. Um, my, my friends now tell me and I, uh, I, and I feel the same way when my parents do it to me and, um, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's really nice, you know, having that, um, you know, to be, being compared to other kids. And my dad and mum tell me that, <clears throat> 
they were shocked. You know, like what? You know, and and uh, and and Dad says, "Man, it was so quiet in the church. Like all the parents were listening and going." This little eleven-year-old trying to tell us what to do, but at the same time, what he's saying is right, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and and this is this is what um, Jesus is doing in this this particular situation. He's saying everything that the prophets have said from old is right, you know. Everything is true, but it's offensive when you think just because we're not fasting two times a week that it's a sin, mm. you know. Like fasting. Fasting was brought about for the whole reason of seeking, uh, seeking God in the in the midst of whatever your situation is. That's what fasting was brought about. Fasting was to remind us that we do not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. That's what fasting is to remind us. Fasting is to remind us that our source of life, if we didn't have food, if we didn't have water, if we didn't have um, air, if we didn't all these things that we need to live, God is able to make us live. If you wanted to, that's that, that's the reminder. God is the source of life. That's what that's what it was all about. And now Jesus is saying, when the bridegroom's gone, according to his parable, now Jesus is saying that yes, the old school way of doing things. Don't try and bring your new way of thinking to think. Oh, if I do too too fast a, a week, that's righteous. Don't try and sew that on an old garment. Mm. It's not going to work. Mm. It doesn't it doesn't flush. And at the same time, he says this new gospel that I'm bringing. Don't try and let this gospel sit by itself. The understanding of what Jesus came to do, that Jesus is saying, everything that I am and what I'm about to do, you're not going to be able to understand that without the old wineskin bottle. Mm. All right. But at the same time, don't try and try and um, put this new wine into into that old way of doing things where you lose the meaning. Mm. So he's he's trying he's trying to say you're going to have to up your game. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna have to work out. You're gonna have to work out how you're gonna preach the gospel. You know, in Hebrews four verse two, it says that the gospel was preached to the Jews, but it was of no value to them because they didn't mix it with faith. Mm. And now Jesus is saying, when you fast, fast with faith. That's the whole purpose of it. Fast in the faith that that my my uh, my my death, my um, my burial, my resurrection. It means everything to you. Mm. you know. Absorb and, and, and mold that with the Old Testament teachings and you will start to understand there is something beautiful about this gospel. Mm. Everything connects. The dots all connect and you get to see a clearer picture of Jesus when we take the Old Testament and the New Testament and realize that the life of Jesus and Jesus himself, the way, the truth, and the life has everything to do with how we live life now and how we how we um, exercise faith. Mm, mm. Yeah, indeed. Um, thank you, David, for that powerful sharing. And uh, I hope we can um, get to appreciate um, some of the good old traditions and um, even as we observe them, um, draw meaning out of them, not just do them because our parents um, asked us or because we used to observe our parents do it, but just um, yeah, have some meaning out of that and reasons for observing the traditions. And um, just remind our listeners um, don't not to forget to text Encounter One, text the code Encounter One, no space in between to zero four double eight double eight. Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one um to get this free book offer which is the book of Matthew. It's a very interesting book. Um and we only have have five copies, so you don't want to miss out. 
Um, what do you have for us next week, David? Next week we're looking at the the um, the seed and the soil. So the parable, one of the most important foundational parables that Jesus teaches about what it means to understand the kingdom of God. And so next week we learn about why why it's important to understand and hear the word of the, the Lord, the Bible, mm-hmm. and what it does. The the pragmatic, uh, what what it does in our in our lives, how it actually shows fruit. And it, I didn't mean in pun in that, but yeah, how how it actually bears fruit in in um, absorbing ourselves in the word of God. Okay, so join David and I next week to hear more of what he has to say. And uh, tomorrow we have uh, Peter Watts and uh, Jason Cook. And uh, Peter will be talking about God's love for man. Um, Join us tomorrow or join uh, Peter and Jason tomorrow to learn about more of what Peter has to share. Um, Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. And uh, if you missed it, uh, you can catch up through the app, um, the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. And uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are. We're going out with this song um, called Wonderful Words of Life by Revelation. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.